0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich. Today, we have a very special guest, and we are continuing our conversation on the Colby and how you can truly leverage some great assessments out there to help you get the clarity that you need to build a business and lead teams. The guest I have today is Aaron Morgan, and you're going to be in for a big time treat If this topic has been of interest to you and you have been looking at the Director of Operations Certification Program, I want to invite you to an upcoming information session that we have. We're titling it Discover the DOO. So this is perfect for someone who is on the fence, who's curious about what a Director of Operations is, what the program is like, what our promise is to the students that come through, and what the results look like, what our process looks like. We want to invite you to come to come hang out with us on October the 19th. You can register by going to theopsauthority.com forward slash discover. Remember, we're gonna be getting together to discover the DOO program. And I look forward to seeing every single one of you guys there. Alrighty, so a little bit about our amazing guest today, Erin Morgan. She is a Colby Certified Business Consultant. She helps CEOs of creative businesses strengthen their leadership skills so they can sustainably grow their companies. She believes that cookie cutters belong in bakeries, so she partners with her clients to create customized solutions that match their goals and their Colby strengths. She uses industry-leading cognitive tools, and that word should not be new to you if you listened to our last episode blended with her decades of real life experience, quick start adaptability and laser focused improvisational teaching style to help each client increase their company productivity and profitability. I know if you're listening to this podcast, those two words, productivity and profitability are things that we probably are promising our clients. So the conversation that you're going to be able to take advantage of today is going to be extremely fruitful for you. If you are interested in connecting with Erin, you can head on over to ErinMorgan.com, E-R-Y-N Morgan.com. She also, at the end of this episode, is going to share a little bit more about an offer that she has that would be amazing. Without further ado, let's head over to Erin. Erin. Alrighty, friends, welcome back to today's podcast. We are going to be talking and, and piggybacking off of the topic that we started with last week, which is all about the Colby. And as you guys know from last week's episode, I am kind of a Colby dork and I've been a Colby dork for a long time. I was introduced to this amazing tool in corporate America. And you guys know that I'm a project manager And one of the projects that we had inside of the company that I was working in. And remember, I was inside of the human. Resources Department. As a project manager, they had me help bring in the Colby into all of our management and above. So there's over 600 people that were going to take this assessment. And not only did we need to get them the Colby and have them take it, but of course, anytime you take an assessment, you're going to want to know what it actually means about you, etc. And so we rolled out many phases of this. One of them just in having them take the test or the assessment. The next one was having them understand it. And then the next one was about how to use this information to help with growing your team, getting the right people on your team. And so today I have invited a friend and a specialist in this area, Miss Erin Morgan. I'm really excited to share her with you guys and to focus our conversation, not on what is Colby. If you're having questions about what is Colby and just in case you're just finding this and you haven't listened to any other episodes colby is the is spelled k o l b e but today we're focusing on how to use that colby all the good information that we get from colby how we can use it inside of our team and to do that we're going to talk with Aaron Morgan and i would love to Welcome you to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks so much, Natalie. It's (laughs) such fun to be here. Yes. This online space is so interesting because I know we both have backgrounds that are outside of the spaces that we're in today and certainly serving different types of clients than we are today. But we both have the overlap of understanding Colby and both being certified by Colby. We use these, this amazing skill and tool in different ways. And I've used it in so many different ways as I have grown in business, started businesses, have new products, have different avatars. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about your backstory with Colby and how you use it today.
1: Well, this is just such a fun opportunity because I'm so excited to speak to you and to your audience because there's something magic with this tool. And the fact that your listeners are here today, I can't wait to unlock some things for them, but also want to honor the fact that they even know what it is. This is so fun for us to be able to explore this. So when I first uncovered Colby, I've been in business six years, pretty similar, I think, maybe to you as well, Natalie, I had a coach who said to me, all right, I'm going to teach you how to sell. But before we do that, I want you to take this thing called the Colby. And at the time, I would do anything she told me to do. So I go and I take this test and I come back with 4483. And of course, I don't know what that means. Um, And I get on this intensive and she starts to unlock the world of sales through Colby. And it instantly grabbed me. It was a very tangible, scientific type of thing I could know about sales, which for me at the time was a really scary topic. I was starting out my own business and I'm like, wait, you mean I have to get people to buy stuff from me? Like this is a whole new world. So that's how I first uncovered it. And then over uh, my time in business, working with entrepreneurs, with small business owners, I started to see all the ways that we could apply this to the problems they were experiencing. And so I just used it for years before I even understood that there was a certification. I was just sort of going off of my gut what I knew and what I had learned over time. And and so ultimately then when I got my certification so I could use it, especially for teams. For those messy team problems, those challenges with people that are amazing. But oh gosh, when people are involved, things get messy sometimes. So that's what I get <laughs> always. <to do. laughs> actually, eventually, and always, <laughs> always yeah. because
0: we are flawed beings and we have so many different facets to us. But um, I want to pick up. If you guys listen to the last episode and you understand that we have fact finder, follow through, we have quick start and implementer—that's the order in which Erin just said she was a four four eight three. I am a seven, eight, three, three. So you can see that we're a little bit different and nice. we probably come together very, very well just in who we are really made to be. And if you'll, Aaron, would you explain what conative means? Just because we get a lot of confusion between personality test and the difference in affective, which is those personality personality tests that we love to take, versus yeah. <laughs> what conative means and why there's so much power in conative tests. Yeah. So, conative or cognition,
1: or your conative ability, is all about your instinctive way of making decisions and taking action. How you approach problems, how you approach your creative process, right? So one of the things that I love to see is how consistent this is over time. So when somebody understands their Colby score, they can know how to approach a problem in a way that's going to give them a very consistent outcome. And they can also know how their conative abilities, their conative strengths will interplay with other people's so that they can form that team synergy that is so important. I love this tool because unlike your personality, which I don't know about you, Natalie, but on a day like today when it's pouring down rain... I'm a whole lot more introverted than I might be on any other day, right? So, when the sun is shining and it's gorgeous outside. I know my personality has that ability to to shift and change as my interests change, but my cognitive abilities, they stay the same and I can trust them. And that instinctual way of being is something that I love to work with people.
0: Yes, and my own journey in this Colby and really becoming clear in what affective means, affective is gonna change. That's the personality, that's your Myers-Briggs, that's Enneagram, that is a lot of the things, the quizzes that we like to take telling us what kind of animal we are. and
1: Yeah, what Disney princess are you? Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love those. And it's so fun because the beauty behind those is you get to understand who you look like right now. In a work environment and in a professional environment, you may have preferences around personality types, et cetera. But from a professional perspective, when I am building teams, when I am even in the hiring part of our business, I want to be looking at the most natural way that someone's going to be able to come in. When, when you say instinctual, my first, and this is this is innate and that's the word I want to use, but mm-hmm. the, it, the word that comes to me after instinctual is innate. And if I can bring somebody in whether they're skilled, certified, trained, it doesn't even matter. But if I can find their innate ability and it matches the need that myself or the company has that's hiring, we are going to reach return on investment, return on energy, longevity. We're going to reduce turnover with a lot better precision and confidence than we would if we were looking at something else or not looking at anything, right? So, I think that the focusing on, if you're listening to this conversation and you are a director of operation or you're in a place in a business where you're pulling people together to deliver on a project or to build you know, an impressive team or rework a team, that knowing that the Colby, this conative assessment is looking at your innate way of showing up It's unlocked so much for me in my own life. You know, I have told the story many times, but I was never a project manager. I went to school for nursing. I taught in academia. I got into HR. Nothing about any of those ever gave me the permission to be a project manager. It took somebody else looking at my innate skills to say, hey, we're going to pluck you out of HR and we're going to put you uncomfortably in this new space. But just trust me. And you hear those words and you're you're already feeling like, man, are they, are they like duking me? Like, am I going to be out of here? Are they putting me in a place where I'm going to fail? When in fact, it's the greatest gift that was ever given in, in my 15 years of corporate America. They pulled me out of there and they could see they already knew that my innate ability to be a project manager, although I didn't have the background, the training, the education, nothing like that at that moment they put me into that position because I had the innate, the God-given skills to be able to come in and do and perform that job. And it was at that opportunity that I did learn about Colby and my cognitive mind, the way that I naturally process work. And being a project manager, all of a sudden was the easiest job I'd ever done. I'm, I, kept, I kept feeling like, man, I'm getting paid to like do something that I could do in my sleep. This is so easy. And for so long, I had been in a place where I was always feeling like i needed to do extra work more work more hours take on really difficult unknown projects just so i could prove myself because i was never in a place where it was easy right i was i was having to really force it so this is such a powerful gift for every single person here. And I really hope that through these last two episodes we have encouraged you to take a look at what your Colby is. And of course, we're going to help you both Aaron and myself are dedicated to helping you understand and make sense of what your Colby looks like. On the Ops Authority podcast, we are talking to operators, to service providers, service professionals, who are typically looking at up-leveling themselves and so our directors of operations. And that's primarily gonna be the focus of our conversation today. For people who have teams, who are building teams, or rebuilding teams. And so this comes in many, many shapes and forms. This can be a director of operations being in a retainer relationship with another business. This could be a service provider who's a project manager who comes in, who does launch management, who is in a business for a temporary or a short amount of time, but they are still required to work within a team structure. There are so many opportunities in the human resources space. I truly feel like in the landscape that we are in, the economy that we are in right now from a small business and online business economy, that the human resource business partner role that is formerly in corporate is just dying to be tapped into because Mm -hmm. there is such (laughs) a need for what you are so darn good at, Erin. I'm seeing that too. I'm seeing that too. Yes, so we can bring project management, we can bring, you know, leadership abilities and communication, but we wrap it up really well when we look at HR and the person holistically. And so looking at our Colby is a great way of doing that because when you know about the Colby, you understand cognitive versus affective. You understand the different zones within the Colby. When you go to hire, when you go to onboard, when you go to maintain, communicate, deliver, performance, manage, it, it really touches. If you know their Colby, it truly touches and can transform this to be the most healthy relationship. I know when we have used Colby in my business and in other businesses that we've partnered with, we see much less turnover and that's such a big thing. So yeah, Absolutely. So as a director of operations, if you're listening in today, this is gonna be a very powerful conversation for you because Aaron's focus is on helping teams become more functional, whether that is growing your team and finding the right people to match up with you or whether that's taking the existing team that you have and reevaluating it, not necessarily saying you're going to clean house. Like it's not supposed to be anything drastic like that, but the relationships, the ability to manage people when you know they're Colby. Like I'm just looking at Aaron's Colby right now, a 4483, and knowing my Colby, a 7833, because I understand this Colby, I am able to have a different kind of conversation. With Aaron than I would with, let's say Alex or Esther or anyone else on my team. And so it does give you the ability to have insight into them. It has also helped me with like growth and development, right? So like how quickly they adapt to change. There's just so many great things about this, but I'm ready to dive in and to share more of Aaron's brain than me rambling over here with you.
1: <laughs> but hey, it's not every day I get to talk to someone else who is Colby certified and knows as much as you do. So this is a treat <laughs> for me too.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so, so fun. I'm gonna start first of all with a director of operations. If you had to guess, this is not a test, but you understand the function of a DOO. And we have actually worked with Colby to figure out what um, there are two main key themes that we see with people who are well suited for this position. Would mm-hmm. you take a guess on what that Colby would look like or what would be their leading indicator?
1: I would guess their follow through needs to be their initiating zone, followed closely by their fact finder. So I see a lot of eight eights. Like you, seven eights, mm-hmm. people who are initiating in those zones.
0: And so that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. That is right. So, (laughs) and I try to not look at specific numbers because there, I want to tell you, no matter what your number is, you can be a director of operations. There's just certain themes that we see where it comes more natural to you, but there are also times where we are going to want a little bit higher quick start because of the type of business or the type of industry or the person that you are going to be matching so it's it's important to note that there's not like, okay, I'm not an initiating fact finder, so I can't be a director of operations. That's not at all what we're saying. But the typical trend, you're exactly right, Erin, and I'm not surprised, but we see lots of high fact or initiating. When we say initiating, that's the highest number that you're gonna see in that four number sequence. But we see a lot of initiating fact finders and follow through. And yeah. it really does. it You don't have to be a certain way to
1: no no no. just trying to understand though where you need to bring right we we all have cognitive energy in each of the four modes and i find that somebody who has that Counteracting quick start, that one, two, or three, right? The ability to come in and stabilize as a project manager or director of ops. That's what we need from you, right? Yes, new initiatives, new ideas, but chances are the visionary is going to be coming up with those ideas. And what we really need on a team is for you to be able to pull all the pieces together, put it inside of a system that everybody can understand and work from, and you need to hold down the floor, right? And so... Every time I look at a particular match, I'm always trying to think about, okay, who are the people that this director of ops or this project manager is most often going to interplay with? And how do we match those scores in such a way that we bring all the cognitive energies, all the strengths to the party? And that's what a great Colby matching process can really look like for a team.
0: As a director of operations, when you're looking for a client, let's just say you're a business builder and you're looking for a particular client. I know I have done this in the past where when I was kind of interviewing or they were really interviewing me, but part of my process was I want to know your Colby. I'll even pay for you to know your Colby before I walk into this, because I want to make sure that there's good synergy. Even in doing that, there is not a perfect compliment. Like I am not looking for a 4482 to compliment me. I'm looking to understand where their strengths are and where we can overlap because from there, I'm able to tell a better story of where we are going to have conflict, where things are going to come just super easy and where we're going to have opportunities. And ultimately, in any role, whether you're the director of operations, a virtual assistant, an OBM, a PM, I don't care what your title is, I believe just good humans being good humans, when you come onto a team, my goal is to always create a way where we can have open communication and bring ease to the environment. Can you imagine having teams where everybody is focused on ease? Oh my goodness. Ah. I want to work
1: on that team. <laughs> right,
0: We want to do that Yeah, instead yeah. of always putting ourselves in places where we're trying to repair, 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 which we will inevitably have to do because we're human. But by looking at this Colby, it really does protect me. So the quick start tends to be one of those things when we're looking for clients where directors of operations will come back to me and they'll say, Oh my goodness, I'm a three on the quick start. And this person I'm looking at is a nine or a 10. Should I go? Should I do this? And I'm always apprehensive my general role, which is not a Colby role, but my general role is that we really don't want more than four numbers between our quick start because I, as a three have worked with a 10 and it's, it's an unhealthy place for me to be. And it's not just because of the quick start, but that is certainly one facet of it because they're able to move with much more flow, with a lot faster. They don't need some of the things that I critically need to stabilize, you know, to pull things together. So it can just be frustrating from a personality perspective. We just, we really show up very differently and it can be a place of frustration. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I do in some instances. And I'm going to give you two examples of where I would encourage the person to move forward. Option one, there's a really great facilitator. There's a really good, I like to call them bridge personality. Somebody on that team who sits in the four, five, six accommodating zone across the board and is able to help be the translator inside of that business. So, that would be a really good opportunity if there was someone who had that role, that set of cognitive skills in a business that can work. Another place, the second example, is when you have gotten so good at creating boundaries and educating and working with quick start initiating clients that you are able to anticipate when you can know. What moves they're likely to make based on their patterns, their habits, things you've seen in the past. I can think of a client example in my past where every single spring, she was going to come up with a new idea and she was going to want to launch it in about three weeks. And The team came to know that. They started prepping in January for the the idea she was going to have that she didn't even know she was going to have yet. And when they were able to put that energy behind the scenes in play, the idea that came out of the brainstorming session in March for an April launch wasn't a surprise. They were able to move forward. But the other side of that is that you have a different kind of interaction when you understand somebody who has that initiating zone. And if you've had a few clients like that, and good success with them, you might consider
0: taking on that opportunity. This is so good. And I'm gonna be a little, just expose more here. But this is really about this gap, like the gap in, and we talk about this so much. That's why we're talking about it here today for everyone to hear. But this quick start gap, our operators tend to be lower especially in the retainer model, right? We like stability. So we enjoy serving one or two clients in a very deep way. That's just part of our personality. And the people who leverage our services the most are typically quick starts or faster starts. And so there's likely going to be a bridge there. And if you don't have the ability to have another party in your or on your team to be that facilitator that Aaron talked about, sometimes you're that person. Right. I am yep. that person. <laughs> yeah. So it's being aware, it's using this tool for what it's worth and saying, yes, you know, you're aware of it and you can adapt to it. Ultimately, when you have a wider spread in any of the different areas, but specifically in the quick start, I find that the ability to have effective communication, a lot of respect, ultimately, it's leadership. Like this is why I, I don't, I'm not exclusive to one particular pattern. In the Colby, I use it to get a lot of information about you and from you, but I'm not exclusive to having a profile just like mine to where we have a bunch of mini Natalie Colbys running around because we all have a different combination of numbers. And at the end of the day, in our training, our DOO certification training program, we're giving you a lot of frameworks. These modules are baked with great information for you. We're educating you. But on the flip side, we're always looking at improving and strengthening that leadership muscle. Because guess what? When you're a little bit further apart, you need to get, just like Aaron's example, you're gonna get in front of that person. So what does that look like? You're gonna have and be in in a leadership position where you're gonna need to have different kinds of conversations. These are not meant to be punitive conversations, but if you're in a place where people understand people and you do bring ease to the environment and you're respected, showing up is really easy, getting in front of that person, calling them out whenever their quick start is way too high for the rest of the team. You know, it's not bad that they have ideas. I tell people all the time, man, being a quick start is such a gift. It's not a gift I have, but it's an absolute gift. And if people didn't have that gift, I wouldn't be able to use my gifts. So
1: (laughs) yeah. And you know, I think bringing that to the table, when you have a client who is an initiating quick start, If they don't know what the Colby is, they may not even know that's something they're doing. And so you look at the results they've been getting in their business when they have come in with the last minute idea that nobody on the team has the resources or energy or or really direction from the owner to pull off. And yeah, sometimes they do it, but how well does it work? And so there's this leadership piece when you are in a role managing a quick start is not a job for the faint of heart, but man, when you're good at it, you're good at it. And they can start to get results from you being willing to say, okay, last time we did this, here's what happened. Could we try this? Yes. Maybe we could do it that way.
0: But what if we tried this? they do give you the ability to be creative in your own way. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm not a big thinker. I don't have all these ideas. I'm not a visionary. That doesn't mean you don't have ideas. Like this is not a scale of a hundred to zero and people will do that. Well, I'm a slow start. So I don't don't have ideas. I'm like, "Uh, everybody has ideas. You implement them differently. But the beauty of them having so many ideas is they can't execute well they can't scale their business as well. They can't do this with ease. They can't do this without stress and frustration without someone like you. So we, we definitely have a place and knowing what this Colby just, I'm encouraging you guys today to really understand more and more about the Colby. We've been talking so far about looking at you finding a client and how you can use Colby to do that. Now I want to turn it the other way around because we always say as a director of operations, you're managing up and you're managing down at all times. You are that bridge, if you will, between the people and the leader. So we're going to flip that now to where you are the person that is responsible for growing the team, for finding the team, hiring, you know, performance managing, all of those pieces that come into play. What is some advice that you have for us as directors of operations, as we build teams? Like if we're starting, if we have the ability to start from scratch, which isn't likely, but could be if you're dealing with smaller businesses, how can we leverage Colby when we're putting out job descriptions? Yeah, this
1: is one of my my favorite things to talk about because... There are so many instances where I come into a business and I'm asking them about the roles they're wanting to hire for. And I want to see the job description and they produce the lamest piece of paper I've ever seen. And they call it a job description. And I think that the place that I love to have my clients start is let's really identify what this role is. What are the important people traits that we need, the human traits, the personality, the cognitive skills, what do we need? But also let's define the work and let's define what success looks like for this human being in this role. Because- the truth here is you cannot change the person. You can only change the role. So if you're in a start from scratch environment where you can start with the role, you can then use that role and find the person who's going to best match it based on their cognitive skills and, and other skills that they have. It becomes a different kind of job search. It becomes a very different search. You're not looking for unknowns. You're really trying to match up something you've already identified as we need this and, oh, you have this ability and now we can find that match. But the same thing can apply in a business where things are kind of messy from a team perspective. I just worked with a client a couple of weeks ago on, she had a number of folks in her business who they weren't in the right roles Well, I I just want them to be like this. Well, they're not going to change. They're not going to be like that just because you'd like them to be. So how about we start with really defining the role and the expectations you have? And then let's see if we can move the people around the board into the right role so that we ultimately get the synergy we're looking for. These people are amazing. They love your business. They love your mission. They want to be here. They just aren't matched for the work you're asking them to do what if we shuffle it around but again it all still comes back to clarity
0: around the job clarity around that role oh yes a big part of our business is within the hiring authority and that's you know we won't even we won't even move forward with clients who aren't willing to take the time to understand what they need articulate what they need and almost how do I want to say that where the bottom line of it is they need to be very very clear in what it is that they want and you mentioned this but they need to be able to define what success is. And man, I can be really troubled when people come to me and they say, yeah, I want to hire a DOO. No, 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 no. Like we're not hired. There's not a one size fits all <laughs> DOO out there. No, <laughs> like,
1: Definitely no.
0: Or they'll say, oh, my friend has a DOO or an OBM and I want to hire someone just like her. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to do the work to figure out what it is that you need in your business. And then we can reverse engineer that. So- The understanding of the Colby will help you in identifying the right people to do the job that is needed inside. And you're right, when you go to restructure, we do and we teach hiring as well as organizational design and redesign because a lot of us are gonna come into teams that are already in place and they may be working, they may be not working. I'm not here to assess that, but at first we will come in and do a team and talent audit The ultimate question that we're answering is, are the right people doing the right jobs? Secondarily, are these the right people for this mission? You mentioned this. If you've got the right people for the mission, we can likely find... It doesn't mean that their scope won't change and and there there could be other impacts, but when you can find somebody on fire for the same mission and you have that synergy, there's probably a role or more inside the business that they can do. We just have to spend the time and you're there's a lot of people out there who are not going to take the time because they're not interested in building teams. They're interested in, in coming up with new ideas.
1: Right. And so you have to find the person who is interested in growing and building a synergistic team. And I see this a lot of times where these visionaries and, and the leaders, they'll come in and say, well, once they know Colby, I'm a quick start. I can't do systems. I can't do this. I'm a, and, and they use it as a crutch or as a, a can't. And that is not something that I can live with, right? You have the ability to do anything you decide that you want to do. And just because you don't, have that systematized nature doesn't mean that you can't follow some basic systems inside of your business in order to have a successful team, right? And so I'm always looking for that as a piece of the puzzle. Do I have a leader who is willing to take responsibility for their actions, for their strengths? But I'm also looking at the, I call it like a team creativity matrix. And sometimes it's one person missing. They have this really good thing going, Mm -hmm. lots of potential. And if only one key person were found and brought into that business, everything would click. And I think something that gets overlooked when we have our certifications is that when it comes to team, we're not actually guessing. We have tools inside the Colby universe that allow us to really test and measure. We have the Colby B index and the Colby C index, both of which can be used inside of teams that exist already or for hiring to measure and actually come up with does the scores need to look like for this person to be successful or based on this role, who are we looking for? And those are overlooked tools that as a Colby yeah. consultant, I love using.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. We do a lot. I mean, here we have primarily focused on the Colby A That is the Colby interpretation of your innate abilities. And we use that in ways that we've talked about today. Like if I know my Colby and I know your Colby, we can draw some conclusions, but they have specific tools in addition to what the Colby A index, they also have other tools that Aaron just mentioned that are specifically designed for teams. And so we definitely have, we're just scratching the surface by using the Colby A, but there's a lot of good stuff. How else can we use the Colby? the information we get from the Colby index as a team leader?
1: I think what the Colby knowledge as a a leader, what it gives you, it allows you to bring compassion to people. I've seen situations where there have been individuals on a team and, and they didn't really fit in. They were sort of the odd duck and they didn't know how this one person really fit in. And then they looked at their Colby score. And they came to understand them on a totally different level and realize the gifts that they had and how that could be so instructive and cooperative inside of that team environment. I think it gives us a tool to decode people in a way that gives lends us to be more compassionate, lends us to be more understanding about how they're innately wired to be. And one of the things that I see a lot is people using their skills, their strengths in Colby as weapons, as weaknesses, right? And when we're in training, we learn that every single Colby is a strength. Every every mode that you are in is a strength. But a lot of times people use them as weaknesses or identify them as weaknesses. I'm just not organized. Okay. So if you're somebody who doesn't identify as organized how can we work with the strength that that is the adaptivity of your natural ability how can we use that as a strength it asks a more powerful a much more curious question i know curiosity is important in your way of teaching and and leading curiosity and compassion are two things that this index can really bring to the table
0: Yes, there is another very, not very common, but somewhat common profile that comes up for me, Erin, as far as the applications that we get for DOOs. And we will have an initiating fact finder and a high quick start. And for a while, I was really trying to figure out like, how does this profile still work really? Because they are great performers in this function. I was doing my own work and trying to understand and put all of this together. And what I came out with is, so just for you guys that are listening, this would be a number that is higher on fact finder and higher on quick start, a little bit lower, not like nothing, but a little lower than those other two numbers in the follow-through area. So the first and the third number are going to be the, the highest numbers. And when I looked at these people and I put them together, it's like I almost needed data and I needed some practical work because this was new to me. But when I was putting them together, they don't even know each other. But now when I'm looking at them, taking away personality and you brought up compassion, Everybody who is a service provider has compassion. We're literally in, we have the gift of service. Like this is what we do for a living because we enjoy helping people, right? So right. compassion <laughs> compassion should come pretty darn naturally to a lot of the people that are listening today. But what I was finding was a different, not level, not like better or worse, but a different way of showing compassion with these people who have a high fact finder and a high quick start. And what I came to determine was these are the people who have the same operational prowess that their counterparts who have a profile more similar to mine, who have a higher fact finder and a lower quick start. That's kind of the opposite, if you will, in those are the two different profiles that come through the DO certification program. But this high quick start who still has the operational skill set that we so desire and the compassion they just work differently inside of businesses. They work with different types of people. They solve different problems than the type like me who likes consistency, who likes to really have one or two clients and maybe maybe work even as an employee for somebody. But this other profile with that higher quick start is a phenomenal consultant. They are fantastic project managers with a short-term scope, but I found that the consulting route is an area where I have really been helping people to grow who have a profile similar to that. We're able to tap into that innate ability to move very quickly. And when you're consulting with somebody, when you're doing, in the true sense of consulting, the person who's employing you who's buying time from you at this point, they want it pretty fast, right? And I can be very, very slow. I have to caution people on calls like, hey, I'm processing. Just wanted to give you a heads up. If I'm quiet, if I'm looking to the side, it's because I'm processing, right? And I find that that's a, quite a bit different than my counterparts who can process a lot faster, who can deal in, in just a different environment, but still bring excellent operational strategy to businesses just in a different form.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is so important and something that I really love to educate on because it's super overlooked. I do a lot of work with subtypes and people are like, what, what is that? They know about Colby and they don't even, they've never heard of it. Well, it's buried on page twelve. <laughs> That's where you'll find it in your official Colbye index report. Buried on page twelve, but I look at you and I say, okay, Natalie is a systems analyst. That is her subtype, her profile. Whereas this person you've just described, who has the initiating fact finder but also the high quick start, their subtype's negotiator. They're amazing at ad-libbing. They can think on their feet. A subject matter expert, they've gone deep. They understand the topic at hand, but they're also very quick in coming up with those ideas and and speaking on the fly. They're the person you want in the room when the board member asks the question that nobody was ready for. You want that person in the room because they're going to speak up and say things in a way that impresses everybody. They've got this depth of knowledge they can bring. Here's the funny thing, the flip. Let's imagine initiating quick start who has a similarly high fact finder. The flip of that is entrepreneur. So there's this very, very fine line between somebody who can come in and do this kind of consulting work like you've described and also somebody who has that knack for starting their own thing, right? It's a really interesting combination of skills and absolutely amazing in that role that you've described as a consultant, very different than somebody who has that systems analyst, more of that operations, slow paced thought process in terms of your processing, thinking this through, and figuring out how does this fit in a system. But isn't it amazing how all
0: of the strands in combination do such funny, just neat things? Until I embarked on what I call version Natalie version 4.0. <laughs> That's where we're at, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> be awaiting 5.0. I don't know when it's going to drop, but I'm, I am determined to continue to evolve. So, but what I feel bad about is, you know, I, I had mentioned earlier in this podcast when I was in my corporate employer, like when I was learning about Colby, I was so new to it and I used it as much as I could, as much as I knew of at the time, but I really, I didn't do and give what I can give now. By having an expanded understanding of it, all that to say, I probably would have counted out the person, the director of operations who has a higher quick start today, which is such a shame because I began my career as a retainer director of operations, serving high level businesses, doing something very similar to what I did in corporate America. But now I was serving a small business, online business in an online business capacity And it was unknown in this landscape. It was, this economy was like, you're a freaking unicorn. And I felt like, oh my goodness, how sad that these people don't have this support. Right? So when I created this certification, I was like, man, we need more people like me who have this. And because we have more people, because we have more interest, that's what allowed me to really open up and see that there were other profiles. So Those years in corporate when I just didn't know what I didn't know, it goes to show you, you've got to continuously learn, evolve, and really adapt because we have learned our program has gotten so much stronger because these different types of Colby's that come through here, assuming they have an amazing operational skill set, they are able to build a business, the next version of them, right? They're Natalie 4 or 5, 10.0 or whatever that's going to look like. We've really seen that you can take this at least three different ways this director of operations skill set you can be a retainer you can work on projects short term projects you can build an agency there's a fourth out there that is it's in the product space it's doing something very similar to what i am doing so being a course creator it's a little bit more of a challenge for the people who are operationally sound and have a lot of savvy to that, but it's not impossible. I'm doing it. So it's not impossible. I should show you. <laughs> However, those other three are very, very typical, but we are holding all of this data and looking at the the tracks that our students are going through to figure out if there's some synergy In the different Colby patterns. I know that this is way, 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 way dorky. And I wasn't necessarily (laughs) like, Oh, let me hear more about this. (laughs) Of course you will. I'll definitely keep you posted, but it's interesting to see because that high fact finder high quick start has really been going in that project, which we kind of group consultancy strategy project all in one right now. We may break it out later on, but at this point we're seeing a lot of those Colby's really tracking to be the same.
1: As I'm listening to that, I'm thinking a little bit about me and about how I work and what I've learned over the years. I really began in long-term retainer relationships. I would have clients who would sign with me and we'd sign six and nine and 12-month contracts. But as I learned more about my unique strengths, my Colby, I initiated as a quick start. And something that really has been resonating with me in the work that I'm doing now is short-term projects. I come in, I assess, I map out a plan to solve the problem. I stick around for a little while just to make sure things are off to a good start and I exit stage left. And there is nothing for me that's more refreshing than the ability to know that I'm gonna help more people, but in a way that's more natural to me. I don't wanna stay forever. That's not my goal. My goal is to solve your problem as quickly and efficiently as I can because you don't have time to waste. You got to get back to work, right? We can't sit around and and take all day to solve these messy team problems. Let's get to getting right. Let's go. And I love being able to work within my natural zone as well of of
0: strength. Yeah, I I love where this conversation has taken us. And I hope that it's also freeing at the same time that there is not a one-size-fits-all for your Colby, for my Colby, for anybody's Colby. There are preferred modes for different types of roles, but it is an interconnected tool. It really is, as Aaron has talked about earlier today, it's really not only helpful in identifying, in restructuring, in communication, in partnerships, in strategy, in execution. It really is just, it's the best tool out there for what we do. And I'm so glad that I have found another person on this planet who enjoys this as much as I do. (laughs) I do indeed.
1: Thank you so much for being able to have such an interesting conversation about this. I love, I love Colby because it's, it's just so applicable in so many different facets
0: within a business. It's so fun. I agree. So just the other day, we had a gal, a certified director of operations reach out and ask us for someone to help with this exact problem on their team. Like they've got a team, they're growing a team and they're trying to figure out how to just make it better. And I quickly mentioned the Colby, but I would love to introduce them to you. And I would love for you to share with the listeners today, kind of what you do, how you work with people and see if you can be beneficial to them in their search for, for making better teams. Yeah. So this is where
1: all the fun is, right. It's where the relationships are. So most people start getting to know me by going to my website And they get on my email list, which is a pretty fun list because I've actually done a lot of behind the scenes work to organize it based on your Colby score. So if I know your score, I'm going to speak to you and talk with you and communicate with you in a way that's most natural for you to receive it, which is a fun thing for me to be able to do. But then what happens is we start to open up a conversation. So people who are looking to bring me into their company again in that short term capacity to help them either build or restructure a team. We get on a call and we talk a little bit about what's happening inside. And, and I'm listening and asking way more questions than you think I would <laughs> as a quick start. I really turn into a fact finder to find out what is happening inside of the company that's causing stress. It's causing conflict, tension, lack of communication not getting stuff done. And so it really begins with a conversation to figure out whether I'm the right fit to help you as a Colby consultant to come in and help that organization to thrive. So that's how I like to hang out online. I like to talk with my list and share really cool resources. And if if you've never taken the Colby A index before, Join my email list because I offer a special way for you to not only take your Colby A, but learn even more about it. I'll unpack it for you. I'll I'll teach a little bit more about what makes you so unique, your your amazing cognitive strengths, and we can begin a relationship where we can really get to know each other.
0: Yeah, I love that. When you take the Colby, the output that they give you is just enough to scratch barely the surface, and so working with someone like Erin, where she can individualize it and and go deep for a really, really affordable fee. I think that you guys would be missing out. Erin, how do they find you? Where can they find Miss Erin? Yeah,
1: I am on all the socials. I really like LinkedIn. It's, it's like a dating game. I'm really flirting with it. I want to be there more, but I do respond to messages on my Facebook and my Instagram. So you can certainly reach out to me there at Erin E Morgan on those socials and my website, but just Plain old Aaron Morgan (laughs) without the initial is where most people go to get to know me.
0: Awesome. And that is E-R-Y-N-M-O-R-G-A-N. So ErinMorgan.com. I would love for every listener today to head on over there. She's got so much value to add. And again, her free email list is going to be such a great tool for helping you to better understand as well. So thank you so much for being here, Aaron. I'm just incredibly grateful for our relationship and also for all the gifts and gems that you dropped with the audience today.